Hi, Cole here, creator and narrator of The Town Whispers. It's been a long summer, but the leaves once again fall, and with autumn comes longer nights that beg for darker tales. And to fill those long, cold evenings, I've launched a brand new podcast called Tiny Terrors. Tiny Terrors is a nostalgic horror anthology series that is as fun as it is dark. Join three friends as they delve into a forgotten corner of storytelling history and bring to light the darker depths yet still hidden in those often untraveled corners. Subscribe, listen, and review Tiny Terrors wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories hidden behind the rain and the fog in the trees of a town called The Fort, where there are farmers and shopkeepers, churchgoers, and preachers. But where the fort ends to the north is a raging river that feeds the farms and townsfolk alike and on its shores. There are some from the fort who seek the gifts of its raging and hidden currents. Listener discretion is advised. Edward August Hall had witnessed many things in the life he once had. Bound to the soggy trenches and overgrown edges of the woods that tangled their way in and amongst the townsfolk and their homesteads as the wilderness seeped back in, desperate to reclaim the ground it once flourished on. Edward August Hall had seen love and heartbreak. He'd watch families thrive and families fade in sickness. He lived the drama alongside them, all those that he watched. But as a self-fashioned god, as a conscious being interwoven with the darkness of a never-ending void, a being of his own desires, fueled by the singular compulsion to witness and know all those hidden truths, he could see all those things which would have otherwise been impossible for him to witness changed as he was, he could see dreams, see into the minds of the townsfolk, dreams of the past, dreams of the present, fears and thoughts and daydreams too, recollections and repeating words of regret. It all fell on him, rained down on him, and he swelled and grew and his eyes peered further into the darkness, and all that he sought seemed nearer as his grandeur and stature grew, and as townsfolk dreamed of what had happened, of what they wished for, as they sat in their armchairs and took a stroll through their lives' regrets, he fed and he grew larger still. Each daydream each fear, each mental image pieced together in a Frankenstein manner of those edges and clippings of reality which blended together in nonsensical fashions to form the world of dream and thought, desire, and fear. Each he greedily partook in. Each was a declaration of devotion to him. Unknowing, unwilling declarations of all those who lived in the fort. And Edward August Hall merely existed as a conduit for all those imaginings and memories, and he gorged, and he ate, and he grew, and he manifested greater forms in the dark. 
but there were still larger things than he, and more vast pockets of nothing that he could feel, but they were beyond reach. And as powerful and as grand and as all-seeing as Edward August Hall was, he still knew there were others beyond his gaze, both places and things, and he wanted to see them, to touch them, to fold himself in that nothing like he'd folded himself in his domain, that pocket beyond consciousness and before annihilation. He would need to know more, and grow more, and see all the shades of humanity, both good and bad, and stuff himself full of it all until he could see and speak and hear those things which were unfathomable in comparison to his own form, unimaginable in their monstrosity. As Edward stretched himself across the subconscious of the fort, building out his network of roots like a sentient fungal infection, he quickly learned he was not the only one who could watch. There were others who flickered in and out, mostly unknowing, one foot in the light, while their heels were to the dark. They walked a path littered with the shadow of his domain, kept unchanged by the timelessness of Edward's domain fueled with the power of its mysteries. But they had nothing. No true power, only petty parlor tricks. Their will was too formless for much else. Their intent was too modest. Their needs and wants were paltry. But they were so delicious. Delicious and scrumptious, and Edward drank in all they poured into his domain. Oh, thank goodness. I have just received word from Brigida. That the reverend is being tended to. His condition, though, is still dire, and it won't be clear until the morning if he will survive. Who exactly is tending to him? I only saw the German lady. I asked her to point me in the direction of the washroom, but she wasn't too keen on telling me, it seemed. Her name is Brigitta and she has been rendered unable to speak. As to who is tending to Reverend Albert, we have extensive and able hands here at Riverside. Extensive, you say? Huh. As far as I can see, there ain't a single soul roaming your halls. Hate to be the one to break the news to you, but it looks like it's just you and the German lady. Come to think of it, though, I've... I've never so much as heard of people roaming about all these years. Ah, yes, Cyprian. Where have all your friends gone? Same way as your patience, perhaps. She likes to keep them locked away in this riverside 
is merely her collection cabinet. I have done no such thing. No one is locked away, and everyone is here of their own free will. Kinda like Edith Blackleach was here of her own free will. Oh, would you both stop? I don't know about you, but I'm keen on learning what happened to the Reverend. Well, simply put, Adam is what happened. Oh, my goodness. Adam was there. Yes, yes he was. And he was ever so kind as to tear my arms from me as a parting gift. And pray tell, what was the deal with the Reverend's poor state? I arrived in the midst of the proceedings, but it looked like an unintended consequence of my gift to Reverend Albert. There was a manifestation of sorts in his flesh. <laughs> I knew you done something bad. You just can't help yourself. Oh, it's so easy to point the finger, isn't it? But maybe you should point it towards Cyprian. It is after all. Her who cared for the boy for years. There was never so much as a hint of a malefic physical manifestation of any sort. Exactly what sorts of malefications are we talking? Malefic manifestations. Eh, tomato, tomato, I see. They burst from his back and looked to be whispers. Hey, whispers? How the heck is an itty bitty whisper gonna cause that? No, you old fool. It's what he calls those little pounds of flesh that follow him about. It's what he calls his pets. Those precious pounds of flesh aren't pets. Well, simply put, they are the residue of malintent. Oh, gosh darn it. You're giving me one doozy of a headache. You gotta start speaking a little more plainly. Oh, my goodness. All right. Simply put, if you sin enough, if you keep secrets, if you do nasty things to your neighbors or wrong others, that simply doesn't live inside of your own head. There are real-world consequences. For example, when the regret and the weight of it is too much for your own body and flesh to manage holding it any longer, it's expelled into the world. You've most likely seen them skulk about. They vaguely resemble that individual who bore them first. But while their faces are that of a human, their bodies are fat and rat-like. It's unsettling to say the least. You make it sound so sterile. It's more like they leak out of you, slick like oil. 
it soaks into the ground you walk until someone like me comes and digs them up. Once they are ready to be born, that is. If it weren't for me, this rotten little dump of a town would have eaten itself decades ago. How could rats do that? Their express purpose is to follow the individual who sinned for them to be born, to remind them to whisper in their ear while they sleep what it is they've done, what guilt they bear, and to drive them mad with it. Ugh, seems awfully biblical. Oh, believe me, it isn't biblical. They do it to propagate more of themselves, not as some divine punishment. Like any species, their prime objective is to further their ranks and ensure the future of their kind. If you feel as if the world is against you, it's most likely the whispers following you about. A delightfully simple way of putting it is if you light a candle in your home. They are the breath that'll push a spark or the tip of a flame towards a curtain or a doily. Oh my! He makes it sound so much more innocent than it actually is. They'll take a simple wish made out of anger, the sort where you wish death upon someone, and they'll make it true. Humans are irrational, and they are more than willing to take advantage of all the things we feel guilt over. Alrighty makes sense, I suppose. But what's that got to do with the Reverend? Well, it would seem he somehow became the soil that absorbed those, as Cyprian put it. Sins. So what you are saying is that Reverend Albert somehow became a conduit for your pet whispers? If I were to guess, being in a position of trust, one where he provides spiritual counsel to the townsfolk, he took in their sins into himself, although I'm not sure I understand how that would be possible. It would seem there is more than one mechanism at play. Like I said, an unintended consequence. Oh no. And what is it? Well, when Albert first came into my care... We discovered something most curious about him. He had, well, manifested the gift of persuasion. Oh my. That wasn't my doing, was it? No, 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 no. It, well, it was his own doing. An artifact of his upbringing and loneliness. He 
wanted to be heard. And in his childish mind, well, he thought he needed to forcefully persuade those around him to listen, to entice them, rather. He knew no better, growing up in a household of shouting and anger. He thought love and attention was not freely given. And you're just telling us this now? Wait, uh, what does that mean in the whole scheme of things, actually? Oh, come now, farmer. You need to apply a bit more attention. What it means is that the reverend speaks and others listen in a way that is not natural. They heed his words. They obey his words, but only when he gets carried away. Well, isn't that interesting? Makes sense why you made sure to secure him the position of reverend to try and compel churchgoers. How delightfully insidious of you. Oh, I won't apologize for trying to put him in a position to do good. Sadly, he never quite listened when I tried to demonstrate just how much power his words held. He wanted a simpler life, one with a wife and children. He refused to absorb my lessons, refused to see what is plain to see for those willing to look. Although he was quite aware, he refused to acknowledge them. And now it would seem he's compelled others to unburden themselves, but in doing so, took those burdens into himself. Wait just a gosh darn second. So when he does the whole, what is bothering you? Tell me what sins weigh heavy on your head and burden yourself in the eyes of God. You're saying he was sort of being literal. It would seem so. The three of them, Jacob, Mother Cyprian and Albert, the tiller, the collector, and the farmer, all with their heels to Edward August Hall's domain, their shadows growing longer and longer, soaking in the nothing that constructed his realm. They were a feast for him, so full of mistakes and regret, so full of ambition and desire. He drank all they divulged, all that they touched, all the horror and misfortune they caused to befall all those innocents within the fort. Edward August Hall loved it. He, oh, he loved listening to their squabbling, their deceit, their half-baked plans, and the fallout of their actions. But he wasn't the only one watching. No. There were other eyes seeking answers in the dark. If he wasn't careful, those eyes might see him begin to witness him, see what glory he'd attained and snatch it for themselves. He would have to be careful. Edward would have to conceal himself as best he could. 
until something could be done about the other one walking the plains of his wasteland. Until he could see whoever it was, until he could find them. Thankfully, the peripheral sight of their seekings were narrow, unlike his own. They were an interloper, a trespasser, using what was his without asking. But still, last thing Edward August Hall wanted to do was be the one being watched. He would have to ensure that those eyes looked elsewhere, keep those eyes busy until he could ensure he had the upper hand, until he could integrate himself more deeply and watch them, or it, instead. He needed to be patient, wait, and wait and wait as long as it took because try as he may Edward couldn't see no he couldn't see the source of that most unsettling irritating laughter that rang like church bells in his domain Today's episode was written and performed by Cole Weavers. Sound production and editing by Matt Black. Our theme song is by the ever-wonderful Charlie P.S. The fort is built on secrets and shadows, on unspoken truths and the designs of the long shadows, whoever they may be. But it's also built on the support of its townsfolk. Would you like to support our tiny little monstrosity of a town by mending the roof of the church? Or keeping the doors of the sanatorium for the lost and unwanted open? Or perhaps you'd rather help build a mausoleum for the ones who will never die? In thanks for your support, and for only a few dollars a month, you'll receive episodes of The Town Whispers released early and forever ad-free, as well as exclusive short stories and one-shots to expand your knowledge of what lays dormant and watching under the earth. Would you like to see, with your own frail eyes that can only see what can be imagined by the goodness of a heart drenched in humanity by receiving digital rewards of the visual variety? All this and more will be revealed on our Patreon. Please consider joining us at www.patreon.com slash thetownwhispers. If you would like to support us in other ways, please consider following us on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at The Town Whispers, or by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information on the show, please head on over to www.thetownwhispers.com. I got the ghost of you inside of me.